Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm best-selling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacy Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the paleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Ready? I am ready. Happy New Year's, listeners. And Sarah, Happy New Year's to you. I want to sing a Happy New Year song. I'm doing a dance. Can you hear it in my voice? I'm like, uh huh. It's a little shoulder shuffle. It's but I'm happening. Trying- I'm trying to figure out what New Year's songs there are other than like Old Lang Syne. That's not a good one. Yeah, don't sing that. Right. I'm also not sure I actually know all the words. No. It would be a painful experience for every party involved. <laughs> Instead, it's just, it's jazz hands. It's, it's. There you go. You know, exciting. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. Um, but I will tell you, as I mentioned last week, it is driving me batty how many people utilize New Year's to shame themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. instead of thinking positively about the things that they want to do, it's like this reflective shame and guilt that people put upon themselves for the choices that they made in the past. And I challenge you listeners... That as you look towards making resolutions or living your best life in whatever capacity that looks like, that it's it's always forward facing. And, you know, that's difficult for me as much as it's difficult for anybody. But this time of year, especially, it is exhausting to see people talk so badly about themselves. And I'm like, that's not self-love. That's not filling you with joy and helping you be your best self in any sort of capacity, right? Like that sort of guilt and shame begets this like nasty resolution life cycle of it only fuels you enough until like it doesn't fuel you anymore. And then you break the habit and then you aren't doing whatever it was that you ultimately really want to be doing, you know, like whether it's working out more often or whatever it's, if we frame it in the mindset of, you know, I want to be healthy so that I can do X, Y, and Z, or I want to live my best life so that I can be there for my great grandchildren. And these are the steps that I'm going to take. Like all of that is fantastic, but it's the like looking back and thinking about what you did wrong and punishing yourself for it that I just find begets this tragic negative cycle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I wonder like for sure. And I'm, I'm wondering if it has more to do with the fact that we tend to, you know, as we're thinking about New Year's and we think about New Year's resolutions, that we tend to reflect on, like, what's something that I wanted to do but I haven't accomplished yet. If it's if it's that sort of reflection of, uh, you know, th- really like just things that we want to, want for ourselves or want to be able to do versus. The fact that New Year's comes on the heels of what is, for a lot of us, a solid month, month and a half of parties and big meals and desserts and 
um, you know, more sedentary time because it's cold out yeah. and Netflix is good. I get Falling it. down that slippery slope and, and depending on, you know, how off the rails we go over the season, right. Then as we're looking at like, you know, Oh, you know, I have this goal of, uh, you know, let's take that standard, like stereotypical, I want to be more fit, right? So I have this goal of being more fit. So we're looking at, okay, I'm going to join a gym for, for New Year's res- resolution. This is so stereotypical. And and as we're looking forward to this goal that we have, we reflect back of, this is so much harder because of how off the rails I was over the last month. Like if I hadn't done all that, eaten all that, been so centered over the last month, this wouldn't be so hard right now. So there's a little bit of that, like I'm wondering how much of that guilt and shaming comes from the sort of sum total of making choices that we know are not the best choices to support our physical or mental health for a fairly extended period of time. Like we really start like halfway into November, sometimes as far back as Halloween and just kind of go down this like slippery slope towards Christmas. Well, it is my utmost goal to encourage everyone to think outside the box of I should have done different, right? You know how I feel about that word. And this is terrible because I am terrible. None of that helps be what you want. None none of that gets you to your goal of wanting to work out more. So yeah. the more we focus on what does help us work out more, what can I accomplish, what am I doing, what choices are I making, am I making right now? Um, the more in the moment you are and the more you're able to create those habits and really enjoy and live in the moment. I mean, for me, when I was able to lift regularly and do all the things that I wanted to do, there was nothing that brought me more joy than like going to Strongman Sunday. And it wasn't guilt. It wasn't shame. I, you know, it was like, I feel like you can find that balance and that self-love without it having anything to do with, you know, wishing your pants <laughs> button tighter <laughs> and the choices that you made the month prior. It's like, I regret nothing about how many hours I spent on the sofa watching Ms. Maisel. Ms. Maisel. Like, can we just talk about that for a minute? Um, that season two was like that for me. And I know that it wasn't really like that for me, that that was a binge on the sofa that I could not let go. And (laughs) that's okay. That's how I chose to spend my (laughs) holiday. And like, I enjoyed that and I'm moving on. I'm not doing that right now and I'm not doing that in the future, but like, that's how I chose to spend my holidays. So, um, I don't know. I just, I hope that as we all look forward to, the things that we want to accomplish and the resolutions that we want to make, that it is with love and respect for ourselves that we're thinking about the ideal ways to accomplish them and the why and the how of accomplishing it and not the why and how of what we didn't do or how we failed previously, because that's just never going to help anybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I try, I think there's this fine line, right? Between, acknowledging less than optimal choices and learning from them and, you know, trying to move on and make better choices without dwelling, but without also, I think there's, there's this like weird balance of if you're too like 
dismissive of the bad choices. And I think that in some ways actually makes it easier to kind of fall down that slippery slope over and over and over again. So there's this like weird, like perfectly balanced spot where you acknowledge that those weren't good choices and stay focused on the better choices that we want to make while, you know, like trying to just like trying to move forward in a really positive way without dwelling or feeling guilty, but also without um, like completely letting go of caring about what impact those choices might've had. Does that, am I, am I being coherent in any kind of way or am I just so for me, no, I think I understand. For me, I use the words like being accountable. Like yeah. I 100% laid on that sofa and watched the entire season of Ms. Maisel in, <laughs> like in a weekend. I get it. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm holding myself accountable to that. I accept that that's what happened. But I don't have any guilt or shame about it. I just acknowledge that that's not something I do on the regular. Right. <laughs> and that you know, sleep is important and movement is important and not ignoring my children is important. And so going forward, what are, what are my plans? What am I going to do? You know, I have tons of things that I'm already doing that I have to be proud of and, you know, accomplish and all those kinds of things, whether it's physical or mental or business or, you know, whatever it is like, and, and those are the things where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to focus my time on, on doing those things and not, worry about what happened in the past. Like you can acknowledge and accept where you are today without having guilt or shame about the past or guilt or shame about wanting better in the future. Like you can't, you can coexist in that happy place. If that makes sense. Is that what you were trying to say? Yes. And I think you came at it completely with like a completely different vocabulary, which I think is really cool (laughs) because I think, um, I mean, to me, I think that's what, as I, you know, I'm reflecting and I I feel like New Year's kind of crept up on me this year in the sense of I've had such a busy fall with trying to finish up the new book and a bunch of, you know, additional projects sort of thrown on my plate, all, you know, great opportunities that I just couldn't say no to, but it, it really did make my fall much, much busier than it needed to be. And, uh, it, you know, it has, you know, anytime I, I agree to do anything, it's, it slows down work on my own projects and, you know, and I've got cool stuff coming up and I'm excited about this year, but I, I, didn't really like coming to that place of reflection of, you know, what, what's the next goal? What is, you know, what is the thing that I want to have resolve to work towards? Um, that, you know, and I, I am, I am totally a, like, not just a new year's resolution person. I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but I set resolutions anytime resolutions are called for. I'm a resolution person. Like that is how I work. I, I set goals and I <laughs> muster resolve and I, I, I tackle them as if they were new year's resolutions, but at any time of the year. So I do like to start my new year with, with at least a, a handful of new year's resolutions. And they could be as small as like, I will floss every day. They're often sort of centered around habit formation. And I haven't really, you know, I'm just starting to really put together like what are the things that I want to 
be my focus this year. And the only one that I've really like settled on is I, um, before my mother-in-law came to visit, I did this like crazy house cleaning. Like I tidied, I, I threw out stuff. I like, it was a massive like spring cleaning purge, but like a deep clean that I haven't probably done in my house for three or four years. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, like all of, like, I didn't realize how much stress I had in the piles of stuff that I knew needed to, like, it's not that it was all junk, but it just needed to be sorted through. And so as I started to experience this, like, everything's clean, that, that, that just, uh, it's just, it's so nice to be in an environment that doesn't have clutter or, I mean, it's a part because that clutter represents a to-do, right? It's, it's something on the list that I haven't gotten to. And so I've definitely hit that resolution of like, I want to maintain this level. And it's not like my house is like, like (laughs) antiseptic, right? Like it's, it's not, it's not crazy. It's just like a normal normal human. Right. Uh, And now it's like, you don't need to be on an episode of hoarders. No, but, um, but now I feel like this is a level of cleanliness that I would like to maintain. So I've, I've definitely settled on that as a resolution for this year. And then I always have my standards of things that I know protect my health, but I I just, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little bit late to the game in terms of like really collating a collection of things that, you know, this, this is what, this is what I want this year to be. Like, this is the thing that, um, that I, I really want to dedicate my, my, t- did you say 2019, 2019? Did you say that? 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Next year's going to be 2020. That's going to be fun. Um, I anticipate perfect vision. <laughs> That's a pun nobody future, has made. The future looks perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I'm I'm brothing it up, right? It's it's New Year's. I I was all about the souping last year, um, so I'm I am intentionally consuming more broth and and um, soup because I liked how that started the year off last year. But I made a New Year's resolution to only have New Year's resolutions that had nothing to do with my body, and. It's interesting, you know, I started following a bunch of people on social media who are really good at pointing out how to reframe your thought process so that it's not about physical self. Because while you and I have had, you know, all kinds of health journeys and we have health um I don't want to say issues. <laughs> we have autoimmune disorders and different sort of things that require us to prioritize our health so that we feel our best. Um, I feel like I've spent the last almost nine years thinking about, you know, what I'm putting in my body and, you know, what I'm doing to my body and, and how I'm living my life with my body. And um, that often leads to, guilt or shame about, well, I, I wish this, or I could have done that or all that kind of thing. And I think for me, I would really like 2019 to be the year that I think about constructs completely separate from my body and really 
free myself of that. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to give up all of the things that are important for my health, but that like, that's not the first and foremost thing in my mind. Like I have so many things in my life. I have an opportunity this year, probably to, um, take a couple of months off of work. The, you know, boys and I are going to travel, like I talked about, um, last episode. Um, and there are a lot of things personally and professionally that, if I focus and if I hone in on could be an amazing year for me and for our family. And there are so many things that I can do to prepare for that, like cleaning and organizing my house or, um, raising my adorable puppy to be a great family dog and, you know, taking her to training and making the time for that. And, you know, there are just so many things that like that has absolutely nothing to do, um, with my body, but it will help us all in the long run. Right. Right. So, um, I think that we have a tendency, especially for those of us who have had to work so hard on focusing on what it is we need to do to help our body, um, feel better so that we can live a life without pain or, you know, without, the symptoms of whatever autoimmune disorder we might have or digestive distress and all those kinds of things that we spend so much time thinking about those things that we, as you and I have indicated, sometimes think about them or stress about them too much. And that actually causes a flare on the process that we're undergoing. Or we have a tendency to get so wrapped up in them that we can't focus on all the other lifestyle aspects that you and I talk about, you know, sleep and um, sunlight and all that kind of stuff. But it's always in the context of our bodies. And I, I just, I really feel like I need to take some time to remind myself that like, my body is not the only thing about me. It is the tool that I have for the ideas and the, um, the person that I am is different from the body that I have. They are obviously cohabitating, but they are not entirely one thing. And so I want to resolve to focus on how to improve those other aspects of my life. Cause I feel like I, I know really well what my body needs and, and how to do it. And sometimes I don't make the choices to do those things. <laughs> that's my choice, yeah. But I, I know what they are. Right. And so it's like, all all I'm doing is um is thinking about that all the time instead of um the things in my life you know that I want to give more attention to, for example, not just you know mommy dates with my kids, like how can I intentionally form activities or relationships or things with them, you know, and so for the holidays, it wasn't just the cruise that we got. We also got Finn guitar lessons and I got Matt um, and the boys some physical activities that they could do together. And, you know, we're still recovering from the the loss of our uncle and um, it's, it's an intentional thing that while it's a physical activity is not for our body. It's for spending time together. It's for um, helping our brain with endorphins and um, all of the good hormones that come with those sort of activities. So um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to reframe. That is my, 
resolution for 2019. And I feel like it took me a really long time to try to articulate it, which means I clearly don't have it down yet, but I'm going to work on it. (laughs) And hopefully by the end of 2019, it will come much easier to me. I I love that because I feel like my interpretation of, of that sentiment is that it's not so much, um, the, what the actual resolution is, but the why, do you know what I mean? Like it's, what's the context? What is the reason? Like we have, uh, we tend to have resolutions that are very, as you said, very focused on ourselves. Right. And it's, it's something that we want to accomplish. It's something that we want to look like it's, um, it tends to be something very internal, but I love taking that step outwards of like, what are the important things in our life? That is the reason why I want to be the best person I can be. Right. I think that, that shifting of focus and then thinking of, okay, so here are the reasons, here are these amazing things in my life that are the reasons why I want to be my best self. What can I do to take, take that resolution, you know, out an extra layer and, not just be my best self, but um, support these external factors that are the reason why I want to be my best self. And I, I love that, um, you know, focusing on the reason why as much, if not more than, you know, the the what. That was very well articulated. It's like you heard me talk for 20 minutes and we're like, okay, Stacey, I get it. You're just reframing. I get it. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I was, I mean, that's my interpretation of what you said. And I, I feel like there's more than one way to probably interpret the way that you're reframing resolutions. And that was my takeaway from it because I feel like, I think the reason why that's what I heard is because that resonates with me and it feels very much like something that's worthwhile instituting for myself. So I can, I can see myself, um, trying to frame. So especially as I, I tend to get very, um, minutia oriented in, in resolutions, right? So for example, I think it was eight or nine years ago. And I think it was like three years in a row. My New Year's resolution was to floss every day. And it was my New Year's resolution every year until it became an actual just habit. And I now floss every day. And, but it was, you know, it was something so small and that small thing represented something big because if I was taking the time to floss, like that meant that I was actually taking the time for a self-care activity and that there was this psychological aspect of flossing that made me feel like I was looking after myself. So it, it actually had sort of like bigger repercussions than just better oral hygiene. But I tend to get very like, um, it's, it's, it's a detail. It's a small thing. It's a, um, and it's specific. So I tend to get very, you know, my, my bedtime will be 10 PM and it'll be non-negotiable, right? Like it'll be something very, very detailed and specific like that. And I like the idea of taking a step back and, and saying, well, why is my bedtime 10 PM? My, my resolution of a 10 PM bedtime is because, well, being well rested, obviously, you know, sleep is, is really important for my health, but also I'm a better mom when I'm well rested. I'm more patient. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm funnier. I'm more engaged with my kids and my kids are the reason why I want to be my best self. Right. So I can take that step, that step outwards and sort of think about, right. This isn't just about, 
a resolution that's focused on getting enough sleep because sleep's important for my health, but it's because how well I sleep impacts the world around me. And it's that world around me that I really care about. So I, I'm trying, I'm like, I'm already thinking about how to sort of take that perspective and apply it to the things that I'm thinking about in terms of resolutions. So I like it. Thank you. I, you know, I've come to appreciate how important mental health is as much as physical health. Um, I mean, you know, when you undergo the kind of loss that our family has had, it has been an incredible challenge for us. And I, you know, I've talked about this in the podcast before and, um, it's, it is still something that Matt and I focus on and struggle with and all, all of that sort of thing. And so for me, I just really feel like focusing on the emotional part of it has, as you said, so many ripple effects to the other things that you're doing from the relationships that you have in your life to how much better you will physically be when you prioritize yourself, right? Like all of those kinds of things. And so it's really about um, helping me remember what is important. And um, if the answer is in your scenario, I want to be the best mom for my kids, then it's more than just going to bed, right? It's like, okay, well, what are the other things that could really have a big impact on that? Um, And can I build them into some sort of routine to make that happen if that's my, my most important thing, right? So it, it helps me see it in a different way, I think for sure. Um, And it's going to, it's going to be a big one. It's going to, it's going to take a lot of um, effort and I'm going to slip up and I'm going to, you know, need to re rework my brain. But I think it is um, really worthwhile. I think for me personally, I did this, I don't know, you listeners have um, heard of it, like this blogging thing for a while, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm still doing and obviously love. But when you immerse yourself so deeply in something because you love it and because, you know, I connect with you fans and all that kind of stuff, like it took a part of my life that I wasn't really prepared for and it like made it so much bigger. And then that meant kind of like a balloon effect that some of the other things in my life had to become smaller. Um, and I'm ready for balance. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I, I, I have worked to find a balance with my career and with the blog and the podcast, like you and I have, have done a lot of work to come to a place where I am able to maintain a life being a full-time working mom of three and a podcaster and a blogger and all these different things that I do. Um, I also happen to work with a team of almost 300 women who are doing the beauty counter thing. Like that's, that's a lot for me. And it's like, okay, those are all physical related things. Like they're, and not everything is physical. There's, there's so much to the emotional and mental health side that I, I want to remind myself. And that means that I need to reframe my brain. So that's the whole lot of talking. It's a, I mean, but it's also like a huge big picture and I think it's going to be a life change for me and for Matt and for, all of us to prioritize thinking about what are the outcomes that we want and and how do we get there. And, um, that looks like a lot of different things instead of just the one thing that we went to before, because that was top of mind, right? Like we need to, we need to dig a little deeper. Yeah. I love it. So, um, 
big take home messages for the, for listeners. Um, you know, it is, I, I, I want to sort of emphasize that one of the reasons why we celebrate the new year is that it, it is a time for renewal, right? It's a time we're, we're heading in. I mean, it feels, I mean, I know we've got a lot of winter to go, but you know, we are heading into spring and new life and, and all of these the days are getting longer. That is it. And I, I think all of these thematic things are sort of wrapped into the idea of resolutions, right? The idea of second chances and fresh starts and uh, new life and um, and being able to to set goals that are, you know, manageable and have greater context. And I, I love the idea of of really focusing on the reason why I think context for a goal is, is an amazing motivator, right? So as we're, you know, trying for my example, right, I'm going to go to bed at, at 10 PM. If I can, you know, really keep my focus on the reason why is because, you know, of how much of a better mom I'm going to be tomorrow. I think that's going to be a better motivator than, I need to do it for myself so that I feel good because I think I'm I'm willing to tolerate f- not feeling good for the sake of whatever the thing is that's keeping me up late. And I think that having this greater reason for that goal is going to help tremendously with with motivation. And I think that you know, as we move forward, it's it's part of it is setting realistic goals and understanding the context, breaking it up into manageable size pieces, having some kind of plan for the habit formation that surrounds that goal. That's really, really important. Um, and then I, Stacey, I love that idea of just, um, of, of being aware of the context and the bigger picture. And I think that that to me is, is a really neat new idea to, to wrap into to New Year's resolutions. And I can see that making a really big difference in terms of my personal success with the things that I resolve to do this year. I would say another thing that's really great about New Year's being a time of reflection is that it's a socially acceptable time to make changes in your life. And I feel like the people in your life are more open and um, accepting of changes that people might be making in their lives. So a lot of people go on Whole30s in the New Year, or a lot of people go on a juice cleanse in the new year or whatever it is. Right. And so if you're like, no, I'm not eating cake right now. I'm, I'm choosing to give my body a break. Um, people in November would be like, but I made this food. You're not (laughs) going to eat it. It's my grandma's recipe. Just a bite won't hurt. Right. And it's like all this pressure and, and it's hard and it's awkward and it's all of that. Um, But I think in January, when you're choosing to make those choices for yourself, people are like, yeah, good for you. You know, like it's just so much easier when you have solidarity and support. That is true. I do like the culture of, um, of that, you know, that common goal that everybody has in January. And I really do love when like all of a sudden, all of the classes at my gym are like really, really full. Like I really love that dynamic. And, um, and I, I hope that 
you know, and I hope every year, I hope that, you know, the vast majority, if not all of those people can, can stick with those goals and, and find, um, find a way of making those things sustainable in their lives. And of course, that's what I hope for myself and for you, Stacey, and for all of our listeners. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And I appreciate you succinking me up. (laughs) (laughs) So listeners, tell us what your resolutions are in social media and um, all the places you find our podcast. We would love to hear what you are inspired by and um, what you're doing in your life to be your best self this time of year. And that might be nothing. And that's okay. If you're saying me sustaining where I'm at in my life is my resolution, (laughs) more power to you. Um, I think that we all need to know what it is that's important in our lives. So for example, I know for me, I cannot watch stressful shows. The Handmaid's Tale is not something I'm going to be watching ever as good as it is. Like I just have gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, I can't watch stressful shows. I have too much stress in my life. I need happy things like dancing and singing. (laughs) Um, And so knowing those things about yourself and embracing them and and saying like, I'm going to continue to not watch stressful shows in 2019 is a perfectly acceptable resolution. So whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is that you're doing, um, we wish you the absolute best and hope that it helps you accomplish whatever goal you have. And we would love to hear from you. We have had resolution show on this podcast for... So is this the seventh time? I can never figure out like how that works when you're oh. having a certain year anniversary. Like it's, you know, your 22nd birthday, but you're really in your 23rd year. Like that's, that just blows my mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess this would be our seventh New Year's resolution type. A number of shows. We've had a number of shows mm-hmm. on this topic previously that, if you want to go back and listen to the different things that Sarah and I have prioritized in our life, certainly we've changed and we've grown and, and we've had yeah. these things. I know last year for me, I talked all about souping and then it became a fad. And I'm not saying that I created the fad, but I'm not saying that I didn't create the fad. <laughs> so <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff. If you want to go back and, and find more ideas and inspiration, also torture listening to us again, whatever, you know, your life choices. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. I mean, honestly, there's, I truly love it when you guys let me know, um, that you've been listening to the podcast and, you know, the things that you've taken away from it, especially like when I see it in Instagram stories and stuff like that, which is how I consume media right now. I'm like, Oh, look, this person's like listening to the podcast right now. And they've decided their resolution is X. Like, I'd love to hear that. Uh, I do too. And so definitely make sure that you communicate with us on social media. Um, we, we love all of your comments and feel free to leave comments on the show notes for the podcast. Um, go ahead and leave an iTunes review or wherever you listen to this podcast. We appreciate all of those things and it helps, uh, it helps our ranking, but it also helps other people discover the show and, Hopefully that means other people can discover some good information that helps them make healthier choices and stick to their resolutions this year. Oh, 
I have like little heart in front of my face. If I were <laughs> an emoji, it would be heart eyes. I'm feeling obviously like very a little uh, smoopy. Smoopy, yeah, that's it. Yes, that's it. Yep. Is that like how many Seinfeld references now? Um. Well, th- it seems to be like an ongoing theme these days. <laughs> well, I can't get enough. I. I think I need to rewatch Seinfeld with Cole. I feel like he's at a phase in his life where he would really appreciate it. It's like 90s. It's a sardonic, sarcastic humor. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for He's going to love George. Like, Cole is George. For sure. <laughs> That's going to be great. <laughs> All right, listeners. Have a wonderful 2019. We're so glad you're here to start it off with us. And we look forward to chatting next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Is that you calling me and not me calling you? I don't know what just happened. It's like we don't know how to do this after six and a half years. Oh, it's this new version of Skype. It's just weird. I don't know. I like pushed the call button and it was like, we've switched the audio for you. And I'm like, no, no, that nobody asked you to do that, Skype. <laughs> Are they trying to be helpful? No. I think that, you know what? I think it's like, <laughs> 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 and then they look like, like they look at the algorithms on the back end and they're like, yep, that's short in the call. <laughs> that's it. We fixed that problem. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.